We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for November 6, 2017. Uh, just a brief report here on, um, it's entitled Mark of the Beast, Trump orders biological ID to replace Social Security number ID. Uh, now, I'm not saying that this is the Mark of the Beast, okay, but it is a disturbing report and this has been reported on um, other mainstream sites. The I give you a link to the main story. It comes from on MarketWatch.com. And um, it says, Donald Trump has initiated the coming mark of the beast by scrapping the old Social Security ID system. Now, obviously, that's not been done yet. It's being proposed is how I'm looking at it. So it's just something that I think we should have on our radar. He has ordered a new citizen identification system, a new personal ID for everyone based on the latest and now available technology a bio-ID system for the American people. They're saying that basically the Social Security card is out of date. It can, it, it can be, um, the number can um, be too easily stolen and then the whole identity theft issue. So this is the government's sol potential solution for that. So I'll just let this video go here. The third, the world moved one step closer to the impending mark of the beast. Rob Joyce, the special assistant to the president and White House cybersecurity coordinator, announced that Donald Trump has now directed federal agencies to phase out the use of social security numbers as a means of identification after the hack of credit agency Equifax exposed the social security numbers of millions of people back in May, Donald Trump has now ordered the federal government to establish a more secure and technologically attuned identification system to replace the existing system. According to Rob Joyce, quoting Rob Joyce, who made the announcement at a cyber conference in Washington, D.C. on October the 3rd, organized by the Washington Post, quote, the social security number has outlived its usefulness. Now, Rob Joyce's announcement came on the very same day, October the 3rd, that former Equifax CEO Richard Smith testified before the House Energy and Commerce Committee. And he said this, the concept of a social security number in this environment being private and secure, I think it's time as a country to think beyond that. What is a better way to identify consumers in our country in a very secure way? I think that way is something different than a social security number, a date of birth, and a name. The U.S. needs to stop relying on social security numbers. It is time to have identity verification procedures that match the technological age in which we live. Bruce Schneer, a fellow at Harvard's Kennedy School of Government, has said this, Social security numbers can be thought of as part of our aging infrastructure, like roads and bridges. Sooner or later, we as a society need to fix our aging infrastructure. He pointed to India's system. For its 1.2 billion citizens, a system of identification with biometric information. Schneer said in the U.S., an even more secure system could be designed. 
and Bob Stasio, a fellow at the Truman National Security Project and former Chief of Operations at the NSA's Cyber Operations Center, has said that current technology could create a much more efficient and mathematically sound method of transaction, identification, and validation. So the bottom line here is that Donald Trump and the USA, the nation that leads the world, are scrapping the social security number as a means of identification for citizens and using the Equifax security breach as a catalyst for change, a reason, an excuse for change. Donald Trump has now ordered the federal government to move toward a new means of identification for the American people. And what begins in the USA will soon after envelop the entire world. The old methods of identification are to be replaced with a new system of personal identification in step with current biotechnology. So I do believe we are rapidly moving toward the mark of the beast. And I urge you to have nothing to do with the beast or his mark and to turn to God with faith in Jesus Christ and ask God to forgive your sins through Jesus Christ. Give him your whole heart for all those who follow the beast and take the mark of the beast will perish in eternal hell. But God loves you and he calls you today to give your life to Jesus Christ. Okay, now this guy, I'm not endorsing his ministry. He evidently thinks that Trump is 100% the Antichrist. And, you know, this has been so many years of so many people saying, oh, it's definitely Barack Obama. It's def Now it's definitely Donald Trump. It's definitely Prince Charles. It's, you know, it's went over and over and over again about all of this dev I've never even said devil betraya Maitreya, who's the UN sponsored coming awaited world savior is even that <clears throat> I think he's going to play a part in that whole scenario but I'm not saying he's the one um there's a lot of biblical reasons that you could look at from a lineage standpoint from a standpoint of how on God's green earth is the world going to accept Donald Trump as their Lord and Savior? Which is essentially what he would have to be able to pull off. From a lineage standpoint, he would have to be able to do that to the Jews. Okay, He'd have to be able to trace his ancestry, I believe, back to like David or something. Or you know, this unbroken bloodline type of thing, which I believe is absolutely impossible in his case. Um, how is he going to get the Muslims to get to accept him as their imam mahdi come on i mean that is that is an absolute total impossibility and then also the hindus and the boot and all the other religions so <clears throat> whenever the antichrist arises it's going to be a very very most likely some type of supernatural extraordinary thing that happens where you're going to have the masses being able to point to this guy and remember he's coming with all signs and lying wonders and miracles okay that's another thing him and him and the false prophets so i've done a whole teachings on this in previous times just key in mark uh or antichrist did it was about an 11 part series on the biblical basically the biblical qualifications for antichrist and just can't antichrist in the keyword search box and continue obviously i can't synopsis or, or uh 
summarize an 11 part teaching in this but there's a lot of biblical parameters that the bible defines regarding the antichrist that there's no way donald trump could there's no way obama could be that and so much of the time and all the stuff it never ends with you know the september 23rd thing or whatever it was and then oh the rapture and all and then those dates come and go and you know it just all that matters is what does the word of god say and does a supposed prophecy could that actually be fulfilled from a biblical parameter that's what i always look at when i see all of these prophecies and stuff and if i see the person has some kind of root in some false religion like let's say the hebrew roots movement or something like that or charismania the pentecostal that right there tells me that they're not hearing from god so why would god entrust that person who's already very deceived who's already in false religion with some big gigantic secret to lead the body of christ all that's going to do is create confusion and god is not the author of confusion a tree is known by its fruit and a prophet if it's a true prophet of god according to deuteronomy I believe 18 has to get it right a hundred percent of the time all the time and if they didn't in the old testament they would take them out and stone them it was the very thing and even if they got it right all the time it had to not point people away from god like you could get like let's say you go to a fortune teller and they nail it whatever they're telling you but the information is not pointing you toward god it's pointing you toward whatever some occultic thing things that god forbids like necromancy communication with the dead um psychics and these types of things even if they get it right if they're not pointing you toward the god of the bible they're a deceiver according to the bible so there's a lot of parameters that you need to think about when it comes to these things uh so but i do think it's noteworthy what this particular gentleman said uh in this video because uh, uh i was not aware of that and and that is something i give you the, the source for that it's it's something that they are heavily looking into right now and they're using the whole equifax thing as the pretext for it so uh let's go to i believe this is the last report here i'm going to try to cover i've had a lot of of uh listeners email me about this deadly airborne plague in madagascar is now at a crisis point and the worst outbreak in 50 years as cases rocket by almost 40 percent in just five days and could hit a further 20,000 cases in the weeks to come uh this just came out really the last updated version was november 2nd the deadly airborne plague spreading rapidly across madagascar which is an island off africa is now at a crisis point as cases have rocketed by 37 percent in just five days official figures reveal the outbreak is the worst in 50 years as being fueled by a strain more lethal than the one that usually strikes the country off the west coast of africa the world health organization or who now states that there are 1801 suspected cases significantly higher than the 1309 it had reported last thursday academics have revealed such a jump in cases over a, a period of five days is concerning and predicted it could get worse the most recent statistics show that there are 127 deaths professor robert main infectious disease expert at birmingham university told the mail online that whatever way you look at it the outbreak it's definitely concerning 
Analysis of the figures by Mail Online show the epidemic could strike a further 20,000 people in just a matter of weeks if, current, if the current trend continues. It could be made worse by crowds gathering for the annual celebration to honor the dead earlier this week. The, and we're going to get into that in a second, what that is. The truly unprecedented outbreak has prompted warnings in nine nearby countries, which are South Africa, Sicilies, La Reunion, Mozambique, uh, Tan Tanzania, Ken Kenya, Ethiopia, Comoros, and Moretus. Uh, Two-thirds of this year's cases have been caused by airborne pneumonic plague, and which is actually spread by coughing, sneezing, or spitting. It's different to the traditional bubonic plague form that strikes the country each year. Speaking exclusively to Mail Online, Professor John Joe McFadden, an expert in molecular genetics at the University of Surrey, said, quote, it's at a crisis at the moment. We don't know how bad it's going to get. Professor Jimmy Whitworth, an international public health scientist at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, told Mail Online earlier today that, quote, this outbreak is the worst in 50 years or more. Now, here's a graph where they're projecting the number of new cases of pneumonic plague by... It looks like December 10th, and they're predicting 20, over 23,000 cases by then. These figures are mail-in-lines analysis of what would happen if the current 37% increase continued in five-day gaps. Actual figures and upcoming reports issued by the WHO completely depend on intervention by international aid agencies. Uh, analysis of the figures online show the plague epidemic in Madagascar could further strike a, another 20,000 people in just weeks if the trend continues. And then here's a map showing the island of Madagascar in relation to these other countries that they're talking about here. Um, <clears throat> nearby nations have been placed on high alert. Now, here we see this whole thing. I didn't know they did this. This is some really morbid stuff here. Um, officials in Madagascar have warned residents not to exhume bodies of dead loved ones and dance with them because the bizarre ritual can cause outbreaks of the plague. So this is a very weird dance fever, uh, Danny Terrio, I'm going way back for a lot of people, um, weird thing that they're doing with dead bodies. They're, they love their dead loved ones so so stinking much that they gotta dig them up and dance with them so they have like a dance off with all of the dead bodies and corpses and which is i guess perfectly normal over there i mean you know what's not the like and um yeah that could actually potentially um cause further outbreaks of the plague can't imagine why uh, the plague season hits Madagascar each year and still has six months to run. However, this year's outbreak has seen triple the amount of cases than expected. This year's outbreak has started earlier as forest fires have driven rats into the rural communities, which then spread into cities for the first time, local reports state. It comes amid warnings of annual celebrations to honor the dead, saw large crowds gather in the cities, increasing the risk of infection. All Saints Day, other, uh, otherwise known as the Day of the Dead, which is essentially, I believe, um, the it was the first day of November, basically October 31st, first day of November, okay, uh, is a public holiday which takes place on November 1st each year. 
sees families often gathering at local cemeteries. I mean, this is really unbelievably morbid and unbelievably unbiblical. Uh, in Madagascar, the sacred ritual sees families exhume the remains of dead relatives, rewrap them in fresh cloth, and dance with the corpses. Wow. Concerning humanitarians, concerned humanitarians have opened a clinic attached, and here's all the pictures of these people doing this. They're literally at the cemeteries, and I mean it's standing room only, where they're digging these bodies up and dancing with them. I mean, really? This is some morbid stuff, guys. You might want to rethink this. <clears throat> the International Federation of the Red Cross has set up a makeshift treatment clinic as well. So Satan's there with the Red Cross, that's, so that's comforting. People carry a body wrapped in a sheet after taking it out of the crypt as they take part in the funerary tradition called the Famadahana. Famadahana. So this is dancing with your dead bodies of the your loved ones. The bubonic plague, which is transmitted by flea bites and was responsible for the Black Death in the 14th century, which killed 100 million people. If left untreated, the Yersinia pestis bacteria can reach the lungs of the bubonic plague. It can reach the lungs. This is where it turns into pneumonic plague, which is actually described as the deadliest and most rapid form of the plague. So you've got all of these really, really bad dynamics going on this year. You've got this. They've never seen it rapidly spread quicker. You've got rats that have been driven out of the forest into the cities that have the fleas on them that cause the bubonic plague. And then if left untreated, then that could form into the pneumonic plague, which is then transmitted by um, bacteria in the lungs. And that's why sneezing, spitting, these types of things. And then it's much more transmissible, the pneumonic plague version. Okay? Um, the, and which is described as the deadliest and most rapid form of the plague. Pneumonic, which is much more serious, is spread through coughing, sneezing, spitting, and can kill within 24 hours if untreated. Wow. Uh, health officials are unsure how to treat this year, how this year's outbreak began, but the local media report that the forest fires have driven rats toward rural communities. This is believed to have been the start of the bubonic plague outbreak, which then developed into the more virulent pneumonic form, which spread rapidly without treatment. So I thought I should at least touch on that. I had a lot of people emailing me about this and asking me to kind of report on this, and I didn't want to neglect that. And I, there's several pictures here if you want to see these pictures. I mean, it's really bizarre and really unsanitary, you know. Uh, bad, bad stuff. Anyway, <clears throat> what I did is I posted the protocols for the bubonic plague and plague all forms from, from the um, Dr. Dr.Dr.Johnson.com website, which is basically in Vive, puts that website up for me. And um, they have there's a doctor's desk reference there, which basically has hundreds of protocols that you can use the Invive Mild Silver Protein for. And um, the reason you'd use that and not like a 10 part per million silver is because the Invive has 5,000 ppm, it has 5,700, it has 10,000, it has 10,007 ppm. ppm stands for part per million. 
and it's the strongest colloidal silver on the market. And it has a shelf life of, I mean, decades and decades and decades at least. They've, I don't think a bottle's ever went bad. The only way I think you can really turn it, turn it bad is if you take it out of the bottle and put it in like a clear bottle and expose it to sunlight. I think that's like the only way you can really um, destroy it. So that's why I always, you know, keep it in the bottle. It has an unbelievable shelf life, and um, you, you won't find any colloidal silver, mild silver protein, which has anywhere near the shelf life of this stuff. And that's one thing that's so cool about it, because once you, once you get this, it's not like you got to worry about the expiration. And so the plague, basically they've got a couple different protocols here. Essentially, they're kind of the same thing. The bubonic one's a little bit more um, specific, where it would be like if you have the bubonic plague, and I would imagine this would be basically bubonic or pneumonic, you do one tablespoon of the 5,000 part per million three times a day for 8 to 24 days. And I think it would really depend on how bad you were. If you had just contracted it and you really weren't exhibiting symptoms, you wouldn't need to do 24 days, obviously. I mean, that's, a, that's an expensive protocol. It is. But this is pretty much life or death as well. Um, and then you do, I don't know, one tablespoon two times a day till asymptomatic and then one tablespoon per day. Now, again, what I would always do is I would always add in like a whole food vitamin C, um, a really good calcium vitamin D product with that, um, and possibly a zinc. I mean, these are, you have to understand, the mild silver protein treats anything that has a bacterial, fungal, or viral etymology base to it, Okay. Um, I get a lot of times people email about it, well, will it cure this? Will it cure my hangnail and stuff like this? And I tell them across the board, if whatever you're dealing with does not have a bacterial, fungal, or viral cause, the miles of a protein will not help. Now, I have heard it's helpful in treating some parasite cases, but I can't really be dogmatic about that, so I would rather, but I have had people tell me it did help that. Um... I have had people tell me it helped get rid of skin cancer, stuff like that. Now, I just can't make any claims, though. Okay, so um, I just kind of, I basically stay in the lane and say, listen, it's for viral, bacterial, fungal problems, okay? Uh, so I give you the protocols here for the mild silver protein, but like I said, what the mild silver protein does, what colloidal silver does, it doesn't matter what form you buy, is it acts as a secondary immune system in the body. But it does really nothing to actually feed your primary immune system, like your white blood cells and like what your thymus does and things of that nature. That is where you get into like a whole food vitamin C. The two I have are the innate C400 and the... Um, they, it also comes in a powder, the C-Complete powder. Those are the two that I, that's the primary product I use to keep my immune system high. I have been finding myself doing about a dropper full of the silver every day or every other day just to keep candida levels lower because I've been prone to it my whole life. Just fungal stuff in the bloodstream is extremely common, uh, especially if, you know, um, you're eating carbs. I mean, people that are on like a ketogenic diet, they really wouldn't have to worry about it as much 
because it would be very, very hard to maintain a yeast infection if somebody was like on a zero carb diet because the um, yeast tends to feed off carbohydrates. It also feeds off alcohol. Those are the two main things it loves. So um, zinc is very, very important for the immune system. And the new calcium that I got in, I'm just going to get a bottle of this. The reason I like this better than the calcium lactate um, that I had before is that it actually has the D3 in it. Now, it doesn't have a huge dosage. It only has 333 IUs, but it's still there. And D3, there's a big interplay between D3 and calcium in the body, and it also has vitamin K2M7, which is like a really advanced form of vitamin K, which is also essential for calcium activation in the body. And it also has magnesium... And it has two really good forms of calcium, calcium citrate and malate in it. So I like it better than the calcium lactate the stainer process had because it's, it's just more of a complete product overall. You're getting, you're getting a couple things in there. The, the calcium lactate from stainer process did not have any D3 and it did not have any vitamin K2. So I just, I like products where you're covering more bases, more and more bases. Now you could also take the vitamin D3, the 5,000. Uh, would probably be the one I would use if you're battling an infection. And then selenium is also another one. These are all things that will increase your primary immune system function. Okay, I never tell somebody just to rely on silver. Number one, it's super expensive to do that. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying to save people money. And it's not what you want to do. You're, you you want to make sure your primary immune system is at, at a high level with things like the whole food vitamin D3 like innate makes with the selenium that um, innate makes, or a whole food selenium, if you can find that, um, with a whole food vitamin C, with like a, a zinc and a food base, uh, a good calcium base. Now, what the calcium does, and I've said this before in previous teachings, is, is it actually is the fuel whereby the white blood cells propel themselves to get to where they're trying to go in the body to fight these infections. You don't have enough good usable calcium in the bloodstream. It cannot do that. And that's something you'll hardly ever hear anywhere. But I'm telling you, when I, when I have enough calcium in my system, my immune system is profoundly different than when I don't have it. If I don't have enough calcium in my system personally, I need to take gigantic amounts of vitamin C almost every day. It's ridiculous. But when I, when I have it, it's like, eh, sometimes I don't even take vitamin C every day. Makes a big difference. So... Uh, that's what I primarily rely on, and I and I reserve the silver for just keeping candida levels down, or if I if I'm ever really battling something really virulent, that um, but that doesn't happen very much to me hardly ever now because my immune system's already at a high level, and now that's the weakest link in my chain I've got, yet I still have it at a high level. So what I'm telling you that is it's kind of a encouragement for people that have battled things even if you have weak links in your chain you can strengthen them to the point where it can become like almost a non-issue but it might be something you have to pay a lot more attention to than the next person who doesn't have maybe an immune system issue you know some people it's like they can drink a pot of coffee a day that would oh man coffee just is not good for my immune system it tends to burn out my adrenals and just i don't know there's something about it that is really bad for me and there's people that can just abuse their body, 
hardly take any vitamin C, hardly do any vitamin, and still they don't get sick, you know, and, you know, everybody's got their weak links in their chain, and everybody's got their crosses to bear, and everybody has certain things they got to do more of, so, um, these are all products I do have, if you want to order the mouth silver protein, or you want to know more about it, you can go to the website, it's www.dr-symbol-johnson.com, and that's the website invite put up for me, or you can email me, um, there's a, you can email the contact thing at contendingfortruth.com, and I, I am still running my special, as long as my inventory holds out, uh, I am still running a special, and, and it's the best price you'll get on the internet for it, uh, but I only extend that to people in the United States, because I cannot get into overseas shipping, but if you go to the website that I just mentioned, they ship all over the world, because when you order at that website, you're getting, um, you're basically ordering it from the factory, and they ship everywhere, all over the world. Uh, March 1978 issue of Science Digest in an, in an article entitled "Our Mightiest Germ Fighter" reported an antibiotic kills perhaps half a dozen different disease organisms, but silver kills some 650. Resistant strains fail to develop, and that's the biggest problem with antibiotics today: is antibiotic resistance. Whereas the bugs, the bacteria, and these types of things have figured out, ah, I've seen this antibiotic before, and I have morphed, I have, I have morphed, I have mutated into something that can conquer this particular antibiotic, and therefore that antibiotic is rendered useless against certain bacteria, and these are the super strains. This is what antibiotics have given us. And um, that doesn't happen with silver. It does not happen. UCLA Medical Center reported that colloidal silver killed every virus that was tested in the lab. So it works on viruses, works on bacteria, works um, very, very good on yeast or candida. What I did also, I haven't posted these in a while, I gave you the protocols for lung infections, how you nebulize it, what parts you use, for sinus infections, what you do, for ear infections, what you do, Eye infections, I, I tell you how to make the what they call the AG cream, which is the silver cream. Uh, it's all right here in the PDF for this particular date. I give you the Invive silver dosing chart for children and babies. Another common question I get, I give you the startup dosage if you suspect a high amount of yeast uh, or infection in the body. And this is particularly true with women. Uh, who are tend to be more prone to candida, and I don't mean I mean just candida systemically in the bloodstream. Uh, you you want to start slow in those particular cases because you're going to go through a lot of what they call die off of the candida and go into what they call a Herxheimer reaction, and you can start slow to minimize that. You just drink a lot of water, and I tell you the things you can do here to kill the taste of the silver organic peppermint oil. Yes, it will that it will turn your teeth brown because it's very very concentrated but remember you can just brush it right off i would wait like 10 minutes though to do it um i give you a whole bunch of tips here on how to take it in that regard and then i also give you my presentation on colloidal silver mild silver protein its history and its uses i don't know it's probably half hour to a 45 minutes and then i give you my three-part study end time preparedness prepper mega study part one two three also, my study on avian bird flu, what to expect, how to prepare, full version. And then also my PDF for end time preparedness mega study. So I'll give you that those resources. So that's all I have for today. 
and um, I will, oh, and also, if you do, like any of the, the products that I mentioned, when you buy them through me, you're basically supporting the ministry as well, and um, increasingly, I've had to rely more and more on that, as donations have went down and down and down, and um, I've had to, to rely on that, I'm not guilt tripping anybody, I'm just telling you it's it's i think it's happened to a lot of ministries i think people have really pulled their horns in and i am very very grateful for the donations that are coming in and that have come in in the past i'm not complaining i'm just telling you it's been a big change uh in the last mm, i'd say two to three years it's kind of been and i think people are i mean the the, the news that i'm reporting on is really insane and um but when you buy from us you're you're basically you're supporting the ministry and you're also what you're also getting is advice from someone that's been doing this for like 25 years that was being groomed to teach other doctors how to use these types of product lines and this is what i did when i was in full-time practice but i know a lot more now than i ever even knew then so while I can't be anyone's doctor, and while I can't get into lengthy patient consults, and I still get the big gigantic emails from people wanting to tell me their whole life history, and I can't deal with that level, but I can answer, um, if you can keep it concise, I can typically answer those types of questions, and a lot of times I have a Word doc I will send you that will answer it in much more depth than I can do in an email. You won't get that if you, if you get these products elsewhere. And you're not going to be supporting the ministry. You'll be supporting some secular uh, company, typically, at that point. So, um, anyway, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and uh, time you've given us, Lord. I do thank you for letting us come together again to explore these things. I pray, God, that regarding these subjects we've covered, that you would burden us in prayer exactly how you want us to pray about these things, Lord, um, that we've covered today and in previous studies as well i believe lord specific and targeted prayer is more effective than vague generalities lord and but when we don't know about satan's devices it's very hard to do that and i just pray that you would inspire the body of christ to pray and fast about these issues and that the wicked would continue to be exposed i've seen the wicked more exposed lord in the last year than i have in all my years of ministry and i just pray that that trend continue lord and that you rescue the innocent, Lord. Bless the body of Christ. Bless my listeners, Lord. And, and help us, Lord, to be a shining light to others and to present the gospel to others, Lord. I pray for unsaved family members, Lord, that their souls would be saved. For it's your will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. And I do pray you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, and that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.